Hey, TCO fam, stay tuned at the very end of this episode after the palate cleanser for a hilarious clip from episode five of The Staircase, which you can find on our Patreon feed. Just a few extra bonus laughs to send you off this week. Jillian Pensavale, Patrick Hines, Ba-da-dum. Hi, girl. Hey, girl. Um, You guys, our live shows are sold out. Oh. I don't know what to say. Our live God. shows are sold Two live shows completely what? sold out. I know. It's insane. We are so excited. We I actually, know. before we started recording, we were like talking logistics and what we're going to do and what it's going to be. I know. Uh, so you guys stay tuned. If you hadn't, if you didn't get tickets to this, we've been reading all the Facebook messages and all the stuff that you're posting. I know you want to see it, see it, even if you can't make it. We're figuring that out. Yeah. We're, we're looking at, we're thinking about doing other shows, other places. So stay tuned. Yeah, we're on it. And we're like so excited and doesn't even feel real how excited and like the, the feedback we've gotten. So thank you guys so, so, so We much. can't wait. You you guys, uh, quickly, don't forget to check out our Patreon <gasps> if you want to hear our coverage of The Staircase or Serial or hear our interviews with Asian McLean. We just did an episode of The Staircase that both of us were like, this was so fucking boring, nothing happened. <laughs> and Patrick almost fell over because you were laughing I so was hard. laughing so hard. I was like, I think this is the hardest I've ever laughed at anything. <laughs> it was, you guys, it was raw, raw funny. I don't know how we do it, but we find it. You know, it's a lot of facial expressions, it's which true. I know, like, it's a visual, it's not a visual medium, but it's fun to describe Frida Black and all of her mm, glory. glory, all of her blowouts. <laughs> that rouge. All right, girl, what are we talking about today? Well, we are wrapping up Wild Wild Country. Can you believe it? We're gonna we're getting through episodes five and six today. I know. You know, um, it was interesting <laughs> to live with the Rashnishis for these six episodes. It was, and be in their world. I'm happy to say goodbye. I love them, but it's a little, it's creepy. The whole thing is scary. Will you do my favorite thing where you are Sheila calling them dirty hippies? Oh. <laughs> you can meditate later. Get back to work, you goddamn hippies. <laughs> it's not, I'm not doing an accent. I'm not going to do that. God. What are you, a monster? No. I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to do that accent. You guys come for me for everything. I'm not going to do an impression of Sheila. God. If I didn't take measures to protect our community, no one else would do it. We call upon the governor to disarm this cult's army now. If the government does decide to get you, they're going to get you. Who would poison a whole town? The Rajneeshis set a stage for a big outbreak to influence the election. They had no evidence. They were facing immigration fraud, smuggling. The Rajneeshis came this close to murdering a presidential appointee. There is bias, there is prejudgment, religious discrimination. And this is democracy. I've had enough of it. We were going to mount a full-scale assault. We will be ready to protect ourselves. Grown up understanding, thou shalt not kill. What had happened? There's darkness in all of us. Doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> All right, girl, where does it start? Well, we're in Germany in 1985. Yeah. With a song creepily saying, you better run for your life. <laughs> so, I mean, we when we last left, Sheila peaced out. She did. So she's gone. So that's why we're in Germany in 1985. And Boring Jane went with her. There's 21 people in this group total. Right. And they're all hanging out in Germany. And again, the footage is unbelievable. But now this is a worldwide phenomenon and crazy story. Where do they get the footage? I think these now are many of them are just news. This yeah. is just old news footage. Sheila is sitting. She's she's wearing a white sweater and she's eating soup and she looks so sad. She's like basically crying into her soup. Right, but she's at the head of the table. <laughs> so then we pop down to the basement of this little hotel and we meet one of the housekeepers in the laundry room. Yeah, and. The newscaster is like, Are strange things happening here in your hotel? Yes, very strange. <laughs> what? Uh, I see only red clothes. <laughs> and I don't know why that's happening. It's like, wait, everyone in the world knows. This is, there's like a manhunt for the Bhagwan. And like, what do you think? 
So Boring Jane is like, I need time to think things through. Garbage. At this point, I'm calling her Garbage Jane. She yeah. just abandoned her kid. Yeah. Got on a plane with Sheila, and like, all she can talk about is how she's so devoted to Sheila. But what Jane says, which I totally agree with, she's like, look, love Sheila or hate her, she did an excellent job. She was called to do a job. Yes. And she did it better than anyone could have done it. And she did it all for the Bhagwan, who now is out to get her and kill her. <laughs> we had just left, and Bhagwan was sending the dogs after us. And it was clear that he was out to destroy Sheila. But I love that Sheila, like, to camera, is like, I confronted Bhagwan. Right. Is this what she's in the horse and buggy? <laughs> Yes, she's yes. It's the old news footage, and Sheila is being driven around in a horse and buggy for this like... interview. <laughs> Will you be putting on a red robe again? <laughs> Not right now. It's a question of my safety, my physical safety. She's like. <laughs> I mean, they're all trying to kill me. Right. Maybe, maybe later, maybe a couple years down the road when I know I, there's, I'm safe. But like, what, right. the, what are you talking about? So this is insane. For the next like 20 minutes, we get like Sheila and the Bagwan just going back and forth at each other through the press. Through the press, it's 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 insane. This might be the beginning of now. We live in a world where like every tragedy gets its own theme song and yes. logo. And I guess back in 1985, they. Uh, they were just trying to get their feet wet with it, and they went super <laughs> no chill a hundred because on one of some local news station has like the feature story about like the big breakup between <laughs> Sheila and the Bhagwan, and the newscasters are calling it the Empress Strikes Back. Star Wars had just come out, and the imagery is like the Star Wars font, yeah. and like it, it's supposed to look like the poster of the movie. And so this is what a big deal it was. Totally, and they have some, this crazy setup where like so he. He's on some talk show and then she's talking to him through a video that's on another TV like in front of him. But it's not like it's not like via satellite. No, like, it's, it's like just recorded. a recording of her talking. And he's sitting there. He's staring daggers. I'd like to have a look at what she has to say to you. <clears throat> it's time that you let people know who you are. The way I have come to know you, which is that on one hand, you're a genius and a beautiful man. And on the other hand, you really exploit people by using their human frailty and emotions. He looks so scary. And he just goes, she's drugged. She's on hard drugs. I was <laughs> terrified. I was terrified. And now Sheila's like, yup, it was all a con. I knew all about it. You said also that the Bhagwan was really not the slightest bit interested in enlightenment. So it was a con. Absolutely. You, as the queen, presided over an empire built on a gigantic con. Yes, I did preside over it. So Sheila is now just trying to get ahead of the whole thing. Totally. As a, she's a very good press person. Burn it down, Sheila. Burn yes. it down, girl. And then, typical man, the Bhagwan's like, she always wanted to sleep with me. Shh. <laughs> I have never made love to her that much is certain. Perhaps that is the jealousy. She always wanted. The sh- his his like his sh- thing was driving me insane. It is so in annoying. This it's horrible. And he's just like, we get it. You're the big evil villain now. You always were, P.S. Right. But now he's like, all right, if you want me to play that role, sh- I'll do it. Sh- whatever. Yes, yeah, sh- shut up. God. And then he says she didn't grow up to be a woman. She grew up to be a perfect bitch. <gasps> I thought, it's going to get Carrie in here real quick. The doors are going to lock. <laughs> fire's going to happen. That's a look on his face. He's, he could shut those doors and cause a fire. It's going to get real Carrie real quick. So then Sheila, like, back in the horse and buggy, whatever. <laughs> Sheila's asked. You guys, it's an interview in a horse and buggy. I'm not lying. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not doing it for the joke. It's actual. It's there. Why exaggerate when the, when the truth is just as ridiculous? So Sheila's being asked about Jane stabbing the doctor. Remember how Jane stabbed? Yes. And then you guys, like ran he away? lived. He lived. We find out that he lived. Right. And Jane stabbed him in the butt, apparently. <laughs> I guess probably because you couldn't feel it. Th- I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. So Sheila is told this, laughs like a hyena. It's the <laughs> funniest thing she's ever heard. He says you tried to poison his doctor, his dentist, his caretaker, 
that one of your assistants jabbed his doctor <laughs> jabbed his doctor in the butt with a poison needle. <laughs> That's very nice. Did she do a good job? The doctor apparently is still alive. Then obviously she didn't do a good job. Then obviously she didn't do a very good job. <laughs> Sheila. So Sheila is in Germany with these 21 followers really and yeah. what it's becoming very clear by Jane or by Sheila herself that Sheila is the new Bhagwan. Yes. Because Jane says We were a group of 21 people and we were in danger so that really brought us together I certainly was following Sheila's lead I became absolutely devoted to Sheila and she became my substitute master her substitute master? What the fuck are you talking so, about? So I have literally written out, does she not know how insane that sounds? No. My substitute master? Just live your life, girl. Uh, girl, call your son. Call, he call, doesn't know who you are. Call Kevin. Yes. And then we see Sheila like running and jumping in the street, leading people who are all wearing red and orange. Yeah. And like they're following her and she is leading them. It's all very clear. And this is all before the opening credits, you guys. And then after the opening <laughs> credits, now we're back to yeah. to Oregon. Right. First person we see is Lunny Press Relations. Lunny Press Relations, hey girl. She she literally says it was like a bomb went off. So basically what's happening is we're getting the aftermath on the ranch of what happened when Sheila and the followers took off. Right. It was a bomb for everybody. It was a bomb for the press. It was a bomb for the sannyasins. It was a bomb for Bhagwan. I mean, he, you know, he was... He was in shock himself. He looked in shock. There was a sense of, we don't know who's staying. We don't know who's going. We don't know what's going to happen with the movement. We don't even know if he's staying or going. And all of these dummies didn't see it coming. It's like, I guess we've only been seeing it from like Sheila and the lawyer who wants to stop crying's point of view. Right. But like, none of these people knew that like there was trouble in paradise. Yes, they did. Because they all start singing like canaries when the FBI shows up and they're like, I always knew something was wrong. It's always the way. And the thing is, like, as Lenny Press Relations was talking and rambling, I was just like, wow, like, some people just really wanted that sense of community. Like, there were some yeah. people like Jane who call people substitute masters and right. kill elected officials or whatever. But <laughs> But I think there were some people who really were heard about this great peace and love place or whatever. Right. And just really wanted to have a sense of community. Like, I don't think everyone is 100% crazy. No, I agree. And Lenny Press Relations is saying, like, at that point, they didn't even know if the bad one was going to stay. And I immediately had this image of him just, like, giving it all up and going to Portland and getting a job as a hotel manager. <laughs> Did he have to shave? Right. I was like, can you imagine? He just like goes to like the local supermarket and gets a job as yeah. like a checkout person. He's like, oh God, I finally I can shower. I can shave. Like, I can oh, talk. Yeah. I don't have to go to silence for uh, four years. Guess what? That S thing, totally fake. <laughs> yes, I can talk like a real person now. So Lenny Press Relations is crying and saying that like she can't understand how anyone could be around Osho who's so beautiful and perfect and turn bad. Just even to think of it now, it's like... What, ha- you know, what happened to these people that they could go so wrong and be around him? That was beyond wild for me. Um, and I also, I, I really felt for them. I thought they had gone crazy. Is she kidding? Right. Speaking of crying. Yeah. Crying lawyer is crying. I've shortened it to loosed, which stands for lawyer who won't stop crying. <laughs> loosed. Yeah. <laughs> L-W-W-S-T. I turned the two W's into a, into a long O sound. Yeah, no, I like loosed. it. Loosed. Great. You guys, he won't stop crying. Modern day lawyer, in the, in the videos of him from back in the day, he's crying. These two episodes specifically. He's a basket case. He really is always crying. I know we were saying it a little hyperbole, he won't yeah. stop crying. Now he like actually he won't really stop crying. He really can't stop. Get him a glass of water, you guys. The guy needs to hydrate. He's like, do we want to be here together or do we not? <laughs> crying. <laughs> I feel like we have a basic, basic choice. And that is, do we want to be here together? Do we not? Girl, pull yourself together. Answer. You're the face of this company right now. <laughs> He's kept a lot of that hair, I gotta say. Whatever. I know. <laughs> God. And so this is one the first time where he's like, well, I always knew Sheila was a megalomaniac. I always saw it coming. <laughs> right. You're a lawyer who also who saw it all coming and you just sat there and did nothing and cried about it? <laughs> right. Fuck out of here. He's like, everyone thought the clouds had lifted. Oh, now everyone thought the clouds lifted. Got it. How convenient that is. 
You guys, guess who's the new secretary? Who's the new secretary? If you had to guess who the, who, who the new secretary was, Hasia. She's back in all of her rich, rich glory. Hey, girl. You love her. Listen, she and I are connoisseurs of the best. What can I say? You guys are basically the same person. <laughs> we are both super rich, super skinny. We've got great hair. Yeah. And we are connoisseurs of the damn best. Absolutely. Sheila's replacement is a wealthy movie producer named Hasia. She put together the film Godfather, is now in charge of bringing peace to the ranch. Uh, the newscaster says she, quote, made The Godfather. You guys, she was married to the producer of The Godfather who won the Oscar for it, and they are now divorced. It's and true. she's part of the Bhagwan cult. She did not make <laughs> The Godfather. You just you can't just believe what these sannyasins tell you. I know, I know. Did you, get a, did you do your research? Speaking of, she's one of the ones we never find out what happens to her. We don't know. Yeah. Hasia, girl, call us. So now when Sheila left, she took the mayor and half the city council with her to Germany. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. They fought so hard. And they all just got out with Sheila in the middle of the night. It's like, it, may, it is so, like, what is happening? You guys fought so hard and they're pieced out. Can we, we got to talk about the mayor for one second. Because they call him KD. Do you know what that's short for? What? Krishna Diva. Okay. <laughs> Hey, right. girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. KD. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. So they ask Loost. Is that him? Loost. So lawyer they, who won't stop crying. So they ask Loost to be the mayor, and it's the best day of his life. It's true. Except the day he was born right. in the 40s where there were lynchings, <laughs> but it's the best day ever. So Osho is like, is like, hey, you should run for mayor. And he's like, great. That's all I need. More work. Right. Am I right? I'm like, we get it. You're a lawyer. You're always stressed. You're always working. You always have a brief to read. I right. totally get it. So basically, he was appointed mayor. And we were all trying to pull it together and save the community. So there was hope. So now the Bhagwan is shocked. He's shocked to find out that there's gambling in this establishment. He was shocked about Sheila, and everyone is shocked. Now he's talking again, and what he's saying has left his disciples speechless. Tales of attempted murder, of spying and sabotage and betrayal by his closest aides at Rajneesh Param. Sheila wanted one of our pilots to take the bombs and crash the plane against the Vasco County office. And so the FBI gets involved. Right. And, and it's hilarious because at first, like, at first the Rajneeshis are like, great, the FBI is involved, we're going to track down Sheila. The FBI is like, no, bitch. No, no, we no. are looking at all of your shit now. Right. When Bhagwan made these allegations that gave us the key to the door that invited the fbi onto the ranch for the first time to investigate crimes that were within the jurisdiction of the fbi so the fbi now has just access to everything what's the first thing they saw when they pulled up to the ranch people having sex on a bridge yep. <laughs> as i drove into town the first thing I saw was a couple engaged in sex on a bridge at the far west end of the community. And that more or less set the stage for uh, a very bizarre two months that I spent in this commune conducting a federal investigation. Very bizarre two months, they said. <laughs> and they it's not just the FBI. It's the FBI, the ATF, and right. state and local police. And Luce, lawyer who won't stop crying, keeps, like, he, he's talking about how, like, they're coming in through windows, they're kicking open doors, and you see, like, actual broken windows and busted down doors. Yeah. So apparently, remember Jesus Grove, Sheila's yeah. old house? Oh, yeah. There was a bunker in there. At Sheila's luxurious former home, there was a second day of show and tell. Beneath a swimming pool and dirt lot that adjoins the house lies much more than meets the you guys, they take us through this bunker. Webster, eat your heart out. It is like behind doors and clocks and downstairs. A hidden lever opens a secret door just off the hallway leading to Sheila's former bedroom. Sheila had her own entrance to the tunnel through a secret door in her bathroom. Those who helped build it were apparently told it was a safe place for Bhagwan. A button on this air conditioner triggers another secret door leading down a steep stairway to a cavernous room complete with bathroom and closets. The hallway then leads to a room containing a large hot tub. In one corner, still another secret door, this one leading to a tunnel. My favorite part is when they walk past the jacuzzi. <laughs> Mine too. I was like, there's a hot tub? There's... But like, the hot tub is like not the end of the line. No, no, no. There are secret doors and secret levers and hallways. Yeah, and fl I'm like, how far below the surface of the earth are we really? Because it just keeps going. And it goes to a tunnel that then like goes way out into the woods. It's like, Sheila girl. I know. Who built this for her? <laughs> exactly. Give a girl a spoon. Right? See what she can do. <laughs> 
when I saw the hot tub, I was like, looks like Hasia isn't the only connoisseur of the best in here. <laughs> she was like, I'm not going to spend my post-apocalyptic time right. without a hot tub. But the, the hot tub is so funny because it's like so far away from where you first enter this and thing. It's like the only thing in the room. Right. It's not like a spa with a hot tub. No, it's like just a hot walk tub there, in a like, like, no one was there when the hot tub was delivered. Like, I don't understand like how this all happened. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> Jane tells a story about how Sheila told her to get untraceable guns. Oh, so yeah. they went to Texas <laughs> and got the guns and they were laughing and singing because they were so happy. And each time we came out of a shop with another gun, we drove off to the next one. I ripped up the receipt for the gun, threw the bits out the window, and we laughed and sang because we were so happy. And then Jane has no idea where the guns went. She just dropped them off to some stranger. And she's like, and that's the story about the guns. Come to think of it, I have where are those guns? That's, and that's the story about the guns. That's it. Where are they? Untraceable uh, guns. Great. Thank you. But then we see the Navy divers are searching the lake. The Navy. The United States Navy is now involved. Because they're looking for the gun that Boring Jane was going to use to assassinate that guy in Portland. U.S. Assistant Attorney Robert Weaver told CBS News that a weapon was found that is believed to have been linked to an assassination plot against U.S. Attorney Charles Turner. So then we learn about Ma Anand Pooja. Pooja. Pooja was the head of like the medical facility there. Yeah, she was the trained nurse who made all the drugs. She's the, the head poisoner. Like if what's his name is the head weirdo, she's the head poisoner. She poisoned the homeless people. Yeah. And um, Silvertooth yeah. shows up and he's like, what's your name? Puta? No, that's a Spanish word you don't want to say. Pooja, that's it. Yeah. Silvertooth, settle down, girl. Yeah. Pooja used poisoning as an internal tool to regulate you know, somebody giving you a bad time, they get really sick. Then we hear from the doctor who was stabbed in the butt. <laughs> and we just... Can you say butt again? Butt. <laughs> he was stabbed in the butt. He was stabbed in the and butt. And he says as much. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's like, I have pain in my left buttock. All right. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what happens when someone pain stabs in you buttock. in your butt in your cheek. Buttock. Hey, man, I don't know. Apparently, police were looking for evidence at the medical clinic that might corroborate Bhagwan's allegation that Sheila and friends tried to poison Bhagwan's doctor. I felt this sort of slight, slight pain, slight sort of funny sensation and realized all in one terrible flash what was happening. You know, Shanti Bhadra, the pain in my left buttock, the whole poisoning, the whole thing sort of suddenly clarified, my God, these people are, this is unbelievable, but it's definitely happening, you know. So that we learned that they were just poisoning people who Sheila thought got out of line. If there was any hanky-panky, she told you she wasn't going to tolerate hanky-panky from this day forward. So, hang on a second. Lunny press relations. This Lunny press relations story is bonkers. This is crazy. Actually crazy. Wait, can you tell it? Yeah. So, Lunny press relations kind of goes back and forth with the story. And there are a couple times where I don't know where she's going with it. So she's like, actually, now that we're talking about poisoning, I have a poisoning story. Like, it's just dawning on her. Like, she's just remembering it. She's like, oh, (laughs) you know, I was poisoned. So here's what happened. So funny. This didn't occur to me earlier when I was crying about how beautiful the whole situation was. So they gave her this, like, poisoned cup of coffee. One day, I was offered a cup of coffee. I drank coffee, and then I immediately ran to the bathroom, and I was just woozy. And she rushes to the bathroom, and almost immediately, someone's pounding on the door, like, no, 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 the the ambulance is coming, it's poison, it's poison. So at this, so when... And then the next thing I know, I'm on a stretcher to Pythagoras Medical Center, and I'm just out of it. And I just opened my eyes and closed my eyes. She's telling this part of the story. I'm like, oh, she must have accidentally been poisoned. Like, they didn't mean it for her. Because the way she tells it, the pounding on the the bathroom door and the ambulance coming happened so fast that someone must have realized they've made a grave mistake. Also, just don't poison people. That poison was for somebody else. Exactly. And then Lunny Press Relations, I don't know how true this is, but she turns it into the fact that Sheila was so jealous that Osho gave her a bunch. Like, Osho tasked her with the job of picking up flowers that people were throwing at him. Yes, yes. 
Yes. And Sheila couldn't, was blind with rage and just had to poison <laughs> Lenny press release. But then immediately save her. That's the part of the story that doesn't make I don't think sense. it was Sheila knocking on that door. I think it was the doctor or somebody else. It was not Sheila. Sheila didn't give a she- fuck. Sheila was like, now I got to poison somebody else. They tried, they totally screwed up my other poisoning. She woke up several days later. <laughs> She literally, she goes, I woke up several days later. She was minutes away from dying. Honestly, if they, if the, the ambulance was caught in traffic or one red light or something, Lenny Press Relations would not be here to tell the story. I promise you. I got to tell you, Lenny Press Relations looks great. She looks great. Yeah. Well, it, you know, when you have no stress and you live on the fucking fantasy world, it's, you know, it must be nice. Sex 24 hours a day. Ugh. Crying lawyer, Loose, keeps saying this phrase gives juice to. And oh, it's yeah. so creepy and weird. I know. Anybody that Osho gave juice to, Sheila was going to fuck over. And anybody that Osho gave juice to was going to be attacked by Sheila. Loose. Settle loosed. down. Go back Ooh. to crying. Loose and up. Loose and up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> So now just more people right on cue, everyone like, you know, I always had a feeling about Sheila. You guys. (laughs) Everyone's covering their own asses now. First they were shocked, shocked to find that gambling's going on in this establishment. And now they're like, you know, I knew it. I totally knew it. I saw it coming. It's so funny. I have right here that like we find out about the salmonella outbreak and how they did it was they spread it through the salad bars and the local restaurants. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I have in my notes? What? Serves you right for eating salad when you go out for dinner. Get the cheese plate, dummy. <laughs> salad? <laughs> That's what you're going to get a at a restaurant? Give me a break. Ugh. Can we do a quick garbage minute? A garbage 20 seconds? Oh, yeah. Always. All right. So the salad bars were not their first attempt at poisoning an entire town. Yep. The beavers, like beavers, like the Ugh. animals. This is a garbage 10 seconds. I can't handle it's, it. I was thinking about you. So, thanks. So, yeah, like something tragic's happening to an animal. How's Jillian <laughs> handling it? Not well. Not well at all. So they heard that beavers carry a lot of bacteria. Don't judge the beavers, okay? <laughs> they do a lot of good in this world. No one asked you to touch the beavers, okay? (laughs) Stop it. So they wanted to introduce the beavers into the water supply so they could poison everybody with their bacteria, which I don't think it works. Like, beavers are in a lot of water supplies. Like, what are you talking about? This is a bad plan, you guys. So there was a mesh gate that prevented the sweet, sweet, innocent beavers from getting in. So they fucking killed them all and put them in blenders and put them in the water supply. And when that didn't work, they poisoned the salad bar. But the best part of the garbage minute is that the guy who tells us the story goes... I don't know if that's true or not. I totally believe it. <laughs> put them in blenders. I hate it. Blenders. I know. Oh. I put them in the water supply, then nothing happened. Oh. Where's your fucking research? Where'd you read up that beaver, just being around a beaver poisoned someone? What are you talking about? Enlightenment. Give me a break. You guys are dummies. <laughs> The FBI is saying that the Rushnish police force was never really all that cooperative. And then crying lawyer was like, yeah, well, we stopped being cooperative when he started asking all those questions. <laughs> being invited down to see what they wanted us to see did not cause us to just accept at face value what they were telling us. And so we didn't just assume that what they were giving us was the full story. We just weren't ready to give the Bhagwan a complete pass. They're trying to show that it wasn't just Sheila who like up and ran away. Osha was as involved as she was. Right. And Loose and Lenny press relations are hysterical crying, talking about all he wanted to do was raise the consciousness of humanity. (laughs) To raise the consciousness of humanity. That was his goal. That was his effort. That was his only reason for speaking. Okay, Lenny. Okay, Lenny. (laughs) Osho knew nothing about criminal activity. Sniff, sniff. So now, Osho, you guys, the story changes. They're like Jay from Serial. Every day is a different story. (laughs) Every day. So now Osho is saying that the Rashidish religion was started by Sheila without his knowledge or approval. So he's saying that he was just a person with ideas and that Sheila tried to like turn it into like like a business. I'm against all religions. I'm not your leaders. You are not my follower. I am not your leader. (laughs) So now he doesn't want anything organized. And he says, you can wear whatever color you want. We're not a religion anymore, you guys. Okay. When he said that, (laughs) and I'd seen this, but not for a while. My ears perked up because you (laughs) quoted this without knowing it. And I hadn't seen seen it. it. Yeah. 
So this woman, just let her tell it. The poor thing. She's so happy. If I can get a turquoise sweater, I would be the happiest woman in the world. <laughs> but the boutique's sold out, so. <laughs> turquoise sweater, you guys. I would be the happiest woman in the world. Boutique is sold out. Everyone went for the turquoise. <laughs> And then we have this whole thing where, like, you know, just to drive home the point that that Sheila is public enemy number one, Hasia, no personality Hasia, shows, like, she basically has this ceremony where they're burning all of the books. They're mm-hmm. burning all of Osho's books to, to prove that the religion is dead. But you're still having, like, this group culty thing. Don't exactly. you get it? And then they're burning Sheila's robes with the books. Dude, that's creepy. That I is know. so creepy. Okay, hello, everybody. desire to be high priestess <laughs> and Sheila's desire for popedom <laughs> and today we're celebrating the fact that Rajneeshism is dead so now we're at the Black Forest in Germany did you get a glimpse of that fucking hipster riding a penny farthing <laughs> no <laughs> What even is that? A penny farthing, you guys, is that su- it's like that bike from the 1800s where it's like the one gigantic wheel and then the other one. And in Germany, like through, I guess, the news footage, there's just some guy on a penny farthing. And I'm like, oh, my God. What? Germany, so take it down Germany, a notch. Germany, relax. Yeah. So Sheila admits that she was the queen of this cult. But now that she's in the real world, like she kind of doesn't know how to do it. Exactly. She needs money. So Sheila needs to make that paper. Yeah. (laughs) Sheila was contacted by Stern magazine, which is a very popular magazine in Germany. And Stern magazine paid lots of money for exclusive story. A German magazine called Stern. Germans, we get it. (laughs) Like, of course the Germans name their magazine something that means like severe. Totally. Stern. You guys, this is the third documentary we've covered where the Germany press gets the scoop. JT Leroy. Uh Uh-huh. The one about the foot in the grill. Oh, yeah. The Germans (laughs) loved it. The Germans always get the scoop. Right. So this is why Sheila was in a horse and buggy, because they had to to smuggle her out of Germany. (laughs) And she took like a horse and buggy and then a car to a boat to a secret island in the North Sea (laughs) to do the super exclusive interview. I don't know why I can't talk today, guys. Sorry. (laughs) She posed naked on the bed. She poses naked on on the bed but she's not like let me just to to be clear about it it's not she's not sexual really no. she's just sit, like jane is next to her fully clothed yeah they're all just sitting and talking and she was like yeah i'll take my clothes off <laughs> she doesn't care i feel like that's exactly what Sheila would have said Sheila will take her clothes off Sheila doesn't care yeah, she was courageous <laughs> Sheila's a woman she will take her clothes off hold <laughs> Sheila's clothes don't make a sold so many copies you have no idea so back on the ranch, the FBI is about to do like a major raid. Like that's the next order of business. I love a good FBI raid. Yeah. Remember when they, they raided Warren Jeffs? Oh, yeah. That was the best. Oh, yeah. Raid is great. And this raid that they're talking about doing is kind of in the air. It's not like imminent, but it's yeah. like in the air. And the lawyer who wants to crying knows about it. And they're trying to link Osho to Sheila's crimes. But he's saying there's no evidence of that. Right. And then Osho tells his people not to cooperate with the FBI anymore. To my sannyasins, I would like to say now no cooperation. Nobody goes to report anything. Our cooperation is finished. Now they can go to hell. So basically, the FBI needs, they need someone to sing like a canary. Yes. Like, like most of these big cases. Exactly. Because it's like they, they cover, Sheila was too smart. They covered everything. They just need someone to spill the tea. And they can't really get anybody. But then KD, the old mayor, uh, Krishna Diva, hey girl, she comes back. And basically, Krishna Diva, hey girl, has made a deal with prosecutors. Uh-huh. He has also agreed to uh, turn state's evidence and has given obviously spectacular information and insights into the highest levels of a uh, conspiracy of lawbreaking. That was a key turning point. There were many things that I heard from KD that were even more damning to the, to the Rajneeshis than I had expected. 
So this guy's information was like super damaging. Right. It results in the FBI getting arrest warrants for Bagwan and seven of his followers. And she, yeah, Sheila, the Bagwan, and a bunch of other people. Right. And they the idea is that they want to arrest Sheila and the Bagwan at the same time. And spoiler, Sheila in Germany is 50 miles from the Swiss border. Right. Which and if she gets to Switzerland, she can't be extra. She's untouchable. So then we cut to like the locals and the local rancher is like, yeah, one of the one of those FBI dudes was like, hey, if you ever see anything weird, like you should give us a call and let us know. Julian, what does he see? Oh, jets. <laughs> and I'm riding horseback up the road with a little bunch of cows. And two Lear jets flew into the Rajneesh ranch. I called Tom and told him, I said, two Lear jets went in about 45 minutes ago. They just left. It, we see the video of oh, these Lear jets. I Lear mean, jets yeah. landing at the commune. The guy doesn't call then. No. He's like, hmm, wait till he gets home, calls his his contact, and he's like, yeah, two Lear jets landed for, and then took off. For like 15 minutes. Right. And then, no, 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 that, that's a pickup. Right. <laughs> They weren't delivering pizza. They were picking up the back one. I mean, come on. So then episode episode five ends with the FBI finding out that these Learjets have taken off. Well, I was surprised. But then I saw opportunity. So part six opens and it's like this insane thing where the jets are in the air and like the people on the ranch like the the, the lawyer that was up crying Hasia, none of these people knew this was happening and they're desperately trying to get in touch with the airplane we got on phones and started trying to get hold of the plane to tell them to turn around somehow federal agencies were blocking communication to the airplane everyone like the the cult, yeah. the FBI, the ATF, everyone, the news crews, everyone in the world is trying to get into like the radio of this jet and figure out what the hell is going on. And it's like, we like, where are they going? And then we see this like super 80s news map where like the FBI's best guess is that they've got to refuel in Charlotte. They don't have enough fuel to get out of the country. You guys, don't you stock up before you try to bolt? <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. Right. And for some reason, based on, I don't know, science. They figure out that they're heading for Bermuda because, again, untouchable in Bermuda. I didn't know that Bermuda was like no, like a non-extraditing country. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But. Yeah. So they this whole there's this whole rigmarole where the plane like lands in Charlotte. Uh huh. But the thing is, the plane tries to get away by just driving down the tarmac, like because it can't take off yet. Right. So there's this footage of the plane, like in my head, it's like running away. You guys it's can driving, see <laughs> and the cars are like chasing after the plane, and it's all everyone's on their wheels and I'm like it's so weird to see a plane trying to get away not in the air going like four miles just like jogging like looking over its shoulder like what it's kind of amazing and so the agents had to race down the tarmac and they got the jump on the plane so they surrounded them pulled out their weapons told the pilots to put their hands on the glass and then they they storm the plane (laughs) finally because the plane's like oh I ran out of gas again (laughs) fucking dummies but the bag one you guys these are little Lear jets the bag one is like hiding behind a seat what is on the plane it's him and 10 other people plus $55,000 in cash jewelry guns and his throne (laughs) he's a guy with a small peen who likes shiny things So he's arrested. He's he's taken to like jail. I like guess in Charlotte. In Charlotte, and all of a sudden we're getting all these like reports of the circus that is Charlotte. I know. There were songs on the radio about Vaughn was captured in Charlotte. There were T-shirts being sold outside the courthouse. Big seller, the hot pink thing. Everybody likes that one. But my favorite part, the news crews are interviewing the local residents about like, like what's it like to have a cult leader in your local jailhouse? I think his wealth is really something else. It's, it just blows my mind that somebody can have uh, 90 Rolls Royces. Isn't that how many he has? And two Lear Jets. That's, that's really impressive. Gee, it's a free country. I don't know if he's breaking the law. I guess they should do something if he's not. I suppose they should leave him alone. I was really impressed by his wealth. <laughs> Girls, Charlotte, settle down. <laughs> you're better than that. <laughs> Truly. Jane is arrested for attempted murder and seems to be shocked by this. The charge was attempted murder of Bhagwan's physician. My knees went out from under me. 
girl, girl. You just told the story about getting untraceable guns. <laughs> you were the one who told us about trying to kill the elected official, but she's shocked by this. Oh, okay. Even, and the doctor. Right. She stabbed the doctor in the butt. Despite all of this shit that she's done, she's still boring to me. She's just. She's just boring uh, Jane. And Sheila's also in custody. Not at all boring. Sheila is also in custody. And Sheila, Sheila tells this crazy story. There were so many journalists around this prison. This German police guys were pulling out photos of me and I had to autograph them. It was bizarre. Meanwhile, in Charlotte, yeah. Osho's mortified by the prison attire he has to wear. <laughs> crying lawyer is sobbing about it. Not crying, sobbing. He's just sitting there in his prison dungarees. His prison dungarees. <laughs> He was unchained. He was just the same as when he was sitting in front of 10,000 people when he was sitting there in prison dungarees. Crying lawyer is hysterical. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Cry, the reason why crying lawyer is crying so much, I think, one, because he's just totally unstable. <laughs> but two, and you guys, like, I cry at mostly at happy things. I'm just a basket case anyway, so I'm not saying crying is bad. I think it's super therapeutic. But... He's also like he's never in the inner circle. It's that's right. He thinks he is. Even he as wants the mayor. to be. Why wasn't he on the plane if he's I so know, important? I know. I know. I think that's part of where the tears are. Don't, don't he'll never live up to he'll never get dad's approval. He's never getting daddy's <laughs> approval ever. Ever. And then we see like the Bagwan, they've got to get him from Charlotte back to Portland. And they do this crazy convoluted thing where they bounce him all over the country. And he's like on buses and he's yeah. in airplanes and he's in jail cells. Yeah. But they're saying that like this is their way of getting him to cooperate. That like they're let just us trying to break him down. Yeah, let us show you how bad we can make things for you. Yeah, I think our assumption was he probably wouldn't like that bus, right? He probably wouldn't like his roommates. Everyone's freaking out, especially Hasia. They're all doing press conferences like, how dare you treat... Because you guys, they're acting like Osho's the victim, but really he's like part of a criminal empire. Exactly. And they're not acknowledging it. Right. So at one point, uh, someone apparently in prison, I think it's his roommate, has herpes. Oh my God, yes. They put him in with like a, a person with herpes. They... Hasia cannot... <laughs> hit. She's like, herpes. <laughs> Herpes, everybody. This is an outrage. Girl. Wake up. Herpes. I think this is outrageous. Just wake yeah. up. So Sheila arrives for trial. She pleads guilty. She gets four and a half years. She's got to pay $400,000 in fines. And she has to leave the U.S. She's like, good. I kind of like Germany anyway. Late. Who cares? Maureen Jane is found guilty of attempted murder. She's going to serve 10 years. Crying lawyers crying again. <laughs> and this is, he's like really choked up because basically Osho's like, look, if the government would fight fairly, I'd take it all the way to the Supreme Court. But they're not going to fight fair and I'm too sick and old. He's the only one who's like, girls, I can't do this. Right. And yeah. I'm guilty. They were- like, oh, and I did it. Like, I facilitated all I just have the lawyer is an utter basket case. And then he said, if they will fight this, if they would fight this fairly, I would go to the Supreme Court. But my body cannot sustain, my body cannot take the things that it is, the the things that have been been subjected to. Uh, Make a deal and I will leave. So Bagwan agrees to, like, make a deal and leave. He's not going to fight this. But he still has to go to court and, like, get this all hammered out. He shows up to court, and there's this whole thing about, from the the, the DA or whatever, the prosecutor, saying that, like... In those days, court artists drew pictures. There was a very strong presence in that room of, of a dark aura. The Rajneeshis who had packed the courtroom were sending that right up my spine. This does not seem like a guy who typically talks about auras and energy and shit, but he's talking about all of the Rajneeshis who were in the room. Yeah. And like what a black, dark cloud they were sending at him. The last time he felt that way was when he was in the room with the Ayatollah. Ayatollah. <laughs> you guys, not peace and love. Not no. just a bunch of people wearing orange and having sex in the desert. Like, and no. It's, it's corroborated by the actual artist in the court, has drawn these pictures with the actual dark energy. He, the Bhagwan, looks 
so evil. And I don't know if this is just like from the artist's perspective. Yeah. But these evil shoulder pads, did you check those? <laughs> they, he Not looked, since Dorothy Spornak. He looked, at, no, but pointier. Yeah. Hers were just look like mountains. But his looked like an actual, like a, like a space age villain. It w- it's so He looks scary. like a space age villain. He, he sits in a space age villain chair. It's true. It's He's so, so creepy. Guys, Why does anybody find him spiritually I uplifting? Don't I don't get it. So he pleads guilty to immigration fraud and agrees, again, just agrees to leave the country. You guys, right. that's not a punishment. Right. Totally. I don't know what to tell you. Right. So then Osho's being led to a car or a plane or something, and someone, I don't know if it's Hasia, but someone's like, give up space for the love of God. <laughs> And then a reporter literally goes, who are you, lady? <laughs> yeah. I want it to be Hasia so bad. I the godfather. I want it to be Hasia so bad because I want people to not know who she is. Totally, and I want totally. her to know that people don't know who she is. <laughs> so the cult is disbanding. Crying lawyers crying. Everyone's sad. The locals are happy. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, and as fast as they came, they were gone. Totally. I think it's time. And I think it's happening at a very appropriate time, Thanksgiving. And uh, we are very grateful. I thoroughly believe that there was a divine hand behind all this. I don't think America has a place for these people. The crying lawyer was left to clean up the mess because guess what? He was still the mayor. Yeah. Like he still had responsibilities, <laughs> air quotes. You guys, you didn't, it wasn't real. Like, no. I know you're on the city council. I know you had like irrigation, but it was yeah. none of it was real. All that shit is still there. Yeah. Well, except the except the signs welcoming you to the city because the locals ripped those <laughs> shits down as soon as possible. Yes, they and you sure see did. them. And the thing is, it's like, oh, don't you want to have like a nice, pretty one? No, no, no. They butchered <laughs> the signs, and then they just like put like gigantic nails, and they didn't care where they they just wanted it to say Main Street again, Main Street. Totally. In Antelope, this was a day of tearing down, and a day of building up. Well, I think everybody was pretty elated, you know, when it all fell apart. People felt like they'd finally gotten their town back, which they did. (laughs) And one of the locals is like, it was miserable, and quite frankly, I don't want to talk about it or be known for it. Then don't welcome a documentary crew into (laughs) your home and tell a story for six hours. But they do say, the locals do say that, like... Antelope will never be the same. That like a yeah. lot of people left the like the school closed, the cafe is gone. That's horrible. It is. It was like this little sleepy town of fifty people that all knew each other, and now it's all there's over. Like eleven of them left. Yeah. So Sheila gives her first interview from federal prison, and she is pissed. She's been in prison for a year. Yeah. Federal prison. You know Sheila is running every card game. <laughs> <laughs> She's got piles of cigarettes. <laughs> She doesn't make the toilet wine. It is brought to her at a perfect 62 degrees. She's running that shit. Don't let anyone tell you any different. So does she have anything to say to Oregonians? Does she ever? No. Are you daring me? I'm daring you to look. No. Come on. Are you daring me to do this? I'm just asking, you know, after a year down here, looking back on all of what happened, looking back on all of that, today looking back on that experience. I say to all Oregonians that you did not understand Bhagwan, nor did you understand his teaching, nor did you understand Sheila. You have missed out on Radnishi, their business, their intelligence, and their very special ability of celebration and laughter. I laugh more at you than Oregonians who say that we are happy that she lies in prison. No. She's like, we have a special ability to laugh about murder <laughs> and poisoning. And she looks like happy as a clam. She's happier than anyone in this documentary. It's true. It's true. And then when they ask her about, like, do you have remorse for poisoning people? And her answer? People get sick all the time. Why should I feel bad about it? <gasps> are you sorry about anything that happened in Oregon? The people that did get sick, the people that uh, did get hurt by all of this? People get sick all over the world on daily basis. Why should I feel remorse? Because you made it happen. (laughs) And you didn't. Sheila, people get colds all the time. (laughs) Like I have a little bit of a runny nose because the AC, thank God, is blasting in here. (laughs) But to like blend up B 
beavers to try to kill people and then like sprinkle salmonella. I mean, people almost died. Those poor beavers did die. So now we're back in in India. So that's where the bad one goes. The bad one goes back to India. Right. You guys, he pulls up in a Rolls Royce. It has a vanity plate that says Bagwan. I did you see the vanity plate? Yes. And then, which is ridiculous, because then he's like, I don't want to be the bad one anymore. I'm not anybody. We're not anything. I'm not anything. I don't, I don't want to do anything. And it's like, okay. So then Crying Lawyer is like, you know what? We'll give you a new name, Osho, which means like the high priest in, in Buddhism. <laughs> With the vanity plate and the, and the followers and the preaching and the shing. Like, you're, it's all such bullshit. What is going on? And then he dies. <laughs> And he dies. <laughs> and there's this whole ceremony. Like, why are there still 40 more minutes left in this documentary? That, I have that in my notes. Why? What else could they know, possibly cover know, for 40 minutes? The guy dies. The end. <laughs> they burn his body. Crying lawyers crying. He was such a gift. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. Boring Jane opens a juice bar in Germany. Good for her, I guess. <laughs> Sheila doesn't think Osho's death was a natural one. But she doesn't really want to get into it. It's not her business anymore. Right. She's like, it was the Hollywood crowd. I'm not saying anything, but it was totally the Hollywood crowd. <laughs> and then we find out that like Sheila runs like a communal living home for people with like dementia, Parkinson's, schizophrenia. She calls, look, my grandmother had dementia. It's a, it's a horrible, yeah. oh, horrible, yeah. tragic thing. Yeah. Sheila, again, English is her second language. Right. She works with, she works with dements. Sheila, <laughs> a little sensitivity. Look, working in elder care and taking care of people like that is the Lord's work, whatever. Yes. Marsha and Sylvia's work, like it's yes. really yes. incredible. Yes. So many complicated feelings about Sheila. Yes, Because to percent. devote the rest of your life to this and what she says is like she used that sense of community yeah and she's like you know I don't want old people to feel rejected it's so beautiful but then I'm like is she gonna poison all them maybe at dinner time like I know I know I know I don't know man but it, it's know. a very like it, it's a calling and God bless her and Sheila. God bless her really yeah and the religion uh, not a religion I don't know is it whatever <laughs> it's still going strong tons of books are being sold yeah it's like it's like they're making more money now than ever like the lawyer who wants to stop crying was saying that they they signed a thousand new book contracts this where year. is it going though who knows? You know there's got to be... Bogwan LLC. Exactly, exactly. Silvertooth is like, it sounded like a gimmick to me. <laughs> and then it, it kind of just ends with Sheila saying, I loved this ending. It ends with Sheila saying, when I die, I don't know if I'll go to hell or heaven, but it doesn't matter. Wherever I end up, I will create my own paradise. Yes, Sheila. Yes, girl. And then... I know. And this is where she had me. Finished. Oh, I thought it would never come to an end in my life. <laughs> we definitely all need a drink. Okay. I mean, we do actually need a drink. We sure do, yes, girl. girl. We do need a drink. I love how she's like, finished? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we go to the bar? Yes. <laughs> the way she says, finished. <laughs> I thought it would never end. I know, I know, I know. I, I know. love I love these people who invite, sign all the waivers, sign everything, yeah. invite a camera crew into their home, and then they're like, I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I gotta say, these were long episodes, but I loved, I yeah. loved this these documentary. These last two were, yeah. especially. Like, when it first came out, I tried to watch it, I couldn't get into it. But there's something about talking about this shit with you. Oh, I loved the, I loved Loved this documentary. Yeah, it's it's just, it's so well, you know everything but that goddamn font. Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey, what's next? Um, you guys, we're gonna do Wiener. <laughs> we're doing Wiener, and it doesn't. It's not as hot as it sounds. No, it's about Anthony Wiener and what a piece of absolute fiery garbage he is. He's super garbage, and we had a text exchange about this today. I think he's sexy as hell. <laughs> I really, like, I really don't. I know, I know, I know. I just, like, nothing, I know. nothing about him, physically or not, is attractive to me. You guys, so we have that, and then we are off the following week for Labor Day. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a week off from this podcast in months, it feels like. Oh, my God. I know. I can't remember the last time. You guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Patreon's going crazy. We're up to Episode five of the staircase, all of the serial, all of the bonus episodes, oh all of God. the interviews that we've done. Madonna's Asia McLean, Truth or Dare. Madonna's Truth or Dare. <laughs> Rabia. It's- 
I know, Rabia. It's so fun. Get in there. And don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the very end after the palate cleanser for that funny little clip from the staircase. Um, also, Patreon subscribers are going to have first dibs to all of our upcoming live events, which we will be announcing eventually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, where can they find us, girl? At True Crime Obsess on the Twitter. Our brand new, gorgeous, shiny website. Beautiful website. TrueCrimeObsessed.com that has the calendar. You can get the Patreon right from there. Or you can go to Patreon.com slash TrueCrimeObsessed. Where can they find you? At Jillian with a G. Uh, I'm at Patrick Hines on the Twitter at Patrick Hines underscore and the Instagram. You guys, this week's palate cleanser is from Pretty Woman <gasps> starring my very, very oldest and bestest girlfriend, Ellen Marie Marsh. But the song is sung by Samantha Barks. I'm obsessed with it. It's called I Can't Go Back. Uh, go see Pretty Woman if you haven't. It just opened. You loved it. Loved it. It's so great. It's at the Nederlander Theater Ooh, where Rent was. I love the Nederlander. I know. Stay tuned for our hilarious outtakes. Tam, tam, tam. The trailer for Wiener. And then I can't go back from Pretty Woman. The trailer for Wiener. <laughs> Buckle up, you guys. I don't even know. I don't even know. Why are they filming you? I don't know. I, 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 most of the time, I don't know why they're filming Are you somebody I'm supposed to know? It's Republicans wrapping their arms around Republicans rather than doing the right thing on behalf of the heroes. It was an absolute pleasure to see a Democrat not cowering. Married to one of Hillary Clinton's closest advisors. He never backed down from anybody. A photo of an anonymous man's bulging underwear. Was tweeted from Congressman Weiner's account. Today I am announcing my resignation from Congress. The punchline is true about me. I did the dumb thing, but I did a lot of good things too. Running for mayor was the straightest line to clean up the mess that I had made. This is Anthony Weiner call. Yes, I'm not Anthony Weiner, the one running for mayor. Why do you think you deserve the second chance? I didn't want to answer. I'm giving you the answer. I thought you were thinking about it. I thought no, you were I'm trying talking to words. What I'm going to try to talk about is the issues facing New York City. Just a quick optics thing. You will look happy. Don't push up, Anthony. Show it to me again. Oh, my God. I can't believe I gave the press the finger. How many women were there? Can you remember? What I would like to talk about is housing in the Bronx. Any questions about that? Why should we trust your judgment? We're going to try to look like we're holding together as a group. I am profoundly sorry. And for that, I am profoundly sorry. Does the wife's absence say anything? What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is he so afraid of? Your brother said that your father never hugged you. Do you believe you're suffering from any sort of addiction? What are you, the referee over there? We are staying calm and managing the situation. You're a real scumbag, Em. Takes one to know one, jackass. Why didn't he just walk back? <laughs> Nothing has to be brutally honest you. There's no chance to win anymore. Thought it was going pretty well. It's really apocalyptic right now. But at a certain point, you've got to say, look, I don't quit. This is the worst. Doing a documentary on my scandal. Hi. Crying lawyer loose, like for some reason, yeah. they didn't cover that in law school. <laughs> he was in India that day, I guess. <laughs> so they say at one point, one of the journalists is like, it would take one person eight hours a day for two years to listen to all of the audio. Like, oh my God. I mean, they're I, all stoned the whole time anyway and having loud sex. <laughs> Hopefully consensual, just saying. Uh, Senator Weaver, we can skip him. I love how he was like, I remember how I didn't have any evidence? Yeah. I was totally right. <laughs> yeah. And then he tells the House floor that's empty. No one showed up for yeah. his little <laughs> celebratory <laughs> meeting. Whatever. Also, uh, crying lawyer is crying again with footage from when KD got flipped. Oh, when God. KD flipped, he was yeah. like, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. She abandoned her kid. He got a brain tumor and died. Jane, you are garbage. She was singing and laughing about untraceable guns. Go Re- fuck yourself, man. <laughs> I'm done. Done. I have regrets, but I can't change the past. I want the real thing. Is that too much to ask? For the first time in my life, it gets to be my choice.
I sold my body, but I never sold my soul. I've learned I don't need anyone, it's me who's in control. They can take away my innocence, but they can't erase my pride. I've seen a better Guys, we're like we're like thirty seconds into the into the her giving her testimony. It cuts to Frida Black, and I just go red alert, red alert. We gotta talk about Frida's blowout and the makeup. I know. Her <laughs> makeup is everything you should never do. It's true. It has like that line in the neck where you can see where she's stuck. Blend it. Get a beauty blender. Even back then, they had sponges back then. Use your fingers. Just a little. The eyeliner, the rouge. It's not even blush. It's like rouge. The lipstick. You know what she looks like? What? You guys, in I, Tanya, <laughs> one of the last programs that, that uh, Tanya Harding does where she's all like, the whole fucking world is falling <laughs> down around her and she's wearing that like maroon outfit and she's sitting and she's like putting the, the makeup on and she's like smiling through tears and it's the scariest <laughs> thing ever and she just has that red, that red like paint, Don't. body paint that she's just scrubbing on either side. That's how Frida Black looks. She has a flask under the table at all times. Am I wrong? Girl, same. Like, I mean... <laughs> You can find this hilarious episode and all of our hilarious bonus content at patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or by clicking the Patreon link on our website. 